the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the best of investing on AM 1220 KDOW, the show that brings you valuable information about real estate, the financial markets, and other economic business of the day. Your host, Edward Brown, is a nationally recognized expert on money and investing who has appeared on CNN and has published numerous articles in national business magazines and newspapers. Now, your host for the best of investing, Edward Brown. Welcome. You're listening to The Best of Investing. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Nam Fon of Pacific Private Money. Mark Honf is off today. Our phone number is 888-912-1190. Use that number to answer the trivia questions for a five-pack tanning certificate, which is worth over $100, given away during this show. The certificate's not sponsored by the radio station, but by Tan Bella Tanning Salon with two locations in San Francisco and one in Marin. And we're going to actually ask three different trivia questions, so you have three chances to win. I uh, want to make a mention here. Don't make fun of me, but you know what my favorite energy drink is? Go Girl. That's right. It <laughs> yeah. is Go Girl. Really? I got to say, first of all, it tastes really good. Now, mine is the original sugar-free, which is in a pink label. They also have peach, mm-hmm. but you can get it at Safeway. Very nice. Yeah, it's got a little caffeine in it. Doesn't give you the crash. But not only so it tastes good and it gives you the energy and I become like Arnold. <laughs> it's dethroned tab for you, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to try it. Yeah, no, it's really good. I, I mean, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a, a, a swig of one or whatever here. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. All right. Today's trivia theme is science. She oh, blinded awesome. me with science, but it's not Who the movie. That? Um what was that, was that movie Weird from? Science? Yeah, that was Weird Science. Weird that, was Science? Great that was a funny movie. Classic. Classic. Yeah. Okay. Well, our special, you heard that voice? That voice is our special guest, real estate attorney Brian Kraft. Brian with a Y. <laughs> Craft with a K. <laughs> and that ending is a, in FT. Okay. That is the correct spelling. Thank you. Uh, thank, you're very welcome. Uh, Brian, welcome to The Best of Investing. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. All right. Nam, you got a couple of questions for our friend here. Because he's a real estate attorney. Yeah. So, um, you know. I am a real estate litigator. 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 Yeah. So, what are the most common things that you litigate these days? Oh, my goodness. It, it really depends. Mm-hmm. Anything and everything involving real estate. And trends? I, I mean, do you see trends over time? Or is it the same things typically over and over? That people just either is it the the litigation that um, if you look back with something that the realtor didn't you know oversaw or, or had an oversight on or or what are the origins of a lot of these issues? I tend to get a lot of neighbor dispute okay. uh, matters mm-hmm. sent my way, and that's because a couple of uh, title insurance companies that shall remain nameless are clients yeah. of mine, and so okay. they'll send. Uh, title insurance matters to me in which I represent the insured. Okay, so, so I, okay, I got. I always, yeah. In fact, okay. I asked Rick at the office this: Does anybody really read the title policy from the standpoint of you know thirteen degrees no. southwest? Right. Of no, 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 no. Are you are you kidding? Of course no, I, not. Of course not. No, it's not like an automobile policy. So automobile policy of which we all have, I yeah. assume, right? Uh-huh. If you own an automobile, right? You pay on a monthly basis, generally, okay. unless mm-hmm. you can afford the yearly fee. But you pay on a monthly basis, and and it just rolls. It, it, it continues on, and you have it and such that if you ever need to make a claim, you make a claim. Title yeah. insurance policy is very different. Okay. Uh, you are you obtain a title insurance policy whenever you purchase a piece of property. You pay one-time premium. 
And then the policy is good for as long as you own your property. Assuming that you, you they have the correct meets and bounds and all that other fun well, stuff. So okay. what happens? Yeah. yeah. So with that is that you are your your title to your property is insured against um, uh, against any uh, generally adverse claims. Okay. Mm-hmm. Neighbor claims some interest in your driveway or yeah, or, or right. your backyard based upon a fence yeah, location. Fence location. Yeah, exactly. exactly yeah. Right. That's that's sort of the typical. The typical stuff where your neighbor says, hey, we need to move this. You're, you're encroaching onto my property. Well, yeah. then you might make a title insurance claim, a claim on your title insurance policy. But how would they even know? I mean, a lot of times fences A lot of people up. don't. Yeah, no, right. fences, right? Yeah. So um, the way to figure all that out is to get a survey. Yeah. And a quality mm-hmm. survey. Yeah. Right. Um, so once because once people go and they take a look at a property that they may be interested in purchasing, they, they tend to assume yeah. that when they see the property, that that which they see is what right. they're like, purchasing. Like a fence line. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Yep. Yeah. I hired a surveyor. He just kind of took out uh, his little protractor and said, yeah, this looks about right. I said, good. That works for me. <laughs> oh, he charged me a hundred bucks. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding out there, audience. They do ahead. not use protractors. No. <laughs> I can vouch for that. But, uh, Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, but exactly. You get a survey a surveyor to come on out and identify exactly where the boundary lines are located. And, Mo- and, and every- do they do that like from like hundred year old trees and stuff? I mean, yeah. No. How do they do that? No, no, no. It's much, much more scientific now you can get down to the inch are they uh, using gps now yes okay but i mean gps from like i mean who originally yeah i guess in the in the title policy it'll say like 30 degrees such so such, every right? piece of property has a, what's called legal description and okay. that yep. legal description defines the meets and bounds of the property and that right. will describe the uh, uh property based upon direction and length of feet mm-hmm. and how far to, of travel and that's all based upon earlier maps yeah. right. recorded in okay. the county that divide up the properties and so there'll generally be a reference in the legal description to the map or the meets and bounds of the legal of the property and that's what the surveyor goes off of. The surveyor takes a look at that gotcha. legal description mm-hmm. and then locates with their methodology and their equipment they locate those points on the ground and oftentimes your average layperson purchasing a piece of property yeah. will um, assume that the fence that they're seeing yes. is on that property line, and yeah. y- y- you can just simply never can't happens that. like that. Yeah, ne- never. Well, you know, really funny story is is we had to change our fence to it had something to do with the sewer. So what I did was I thought, you know, I asked the neighbor lady. I said, "Would you care if I kind of just move the fence back?" Because she it was property she wasn't going to ever use, right? She says, "Yeah, no, go ahead." So I just kind of put some stakes out where I I wanted the new fence to be built, right? Because it was an old fence, I had to do it anyway. And then it turns out with the sewer people, we had to get a survey, and the surveyor said, "You know, who who put these stakes out here?" I go, "Well, I did." He goes. Actually, they're almost exactly on the on the survey line. I'm all huh. I'm in the wrong profession. So that so your original fence was actually encroaching onto your Correct. property, yeah. and you actually that, that's recovered. Right. I, that's bingo. <laughs> Additional that's exa- property. That's exactly what happened. Very nice. And I'm very happy because of it. Okay, first trivia question: How many more times powerful is an earthquake that measures eight on the Richter scale compared to an earthquake that measures four on a Richter scale? All right. We want to know the the multiplier. How, how what's okay? Don't answer yet, Brian. If you know the answer, uh, first caller with the correct answer is going to win that tanning certificate. Call eight 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 nine one two eleven ninety to answer this question. How many more times powerful is an earthquake that measures eight on the Richter scale as compared to an earthquake that measures four? All right. Don't touch that dial. The best of investing. We'll be right back. 
For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Edward Brown here along with Nomfana Pacific Private Money and our special guest, Brian Kreft, real estate litigator. All right. We like him anyway. Okay. First <laughs> trivia question. How many more times powerful is an earthquake that measures eight on the Richter scale compared to an earthquake that measures four? 400. You ready for this? I'm sure it's not four. 4,000? 10,000 times. Really? It's 10, logarithmic. 000? Each successive number represents a tenfold increase. Solid knowledge. Wow. Yeah. So an eight is big. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> four? Not so big. Although when you feel a four, uh, and you to can think actually that, feel it, yeah. uh, you know, that an eight's 10,000 times. 10,000 times more powerful. I did that manage to suffer through both Loma Prieta and Northridge. Really? Based really? on my timing, yeah. Loma Prieta, because I was in high school at the time down in Mountain View. Yep. And then Northridge down at UCLA. Wow. I went, I went to that. I remember that. January 17th, 1994. That's because January 17th my birthday. And I was down there like literally a week after it happened. I was at school in Santa Barbara for Loma Prieta. And some of the students who were on the eighth floor of the library there said they felt it. All the way in Santa Barbara. Yeah. I felt it in Hawaii. Yeah. It I don't sh- know if it was the same one. People thought my wife and I caused it because it was our honeymoon, but I, I can't <laughs> oh, swear goodness. to that. Rated, rated G. Rated Radio G. Show. Rated G. That's right. Well, we were dancing. What are we doing hanging around with Brian? He's been in two earthquakes. <laughs> yeah. I, sorry, my luck is not good <laughs> yeah, exactly. on that front. All right. Make hey guys, it quick. Make the show quick. want to make a quick mention here. Tonight is the last night for Gerstein, Gerstein plays Brahms uh, with the San Francisco Symphony Exciting. at Davies Hall at 8 p.m. If you like piano, check it out. All right? Symphony's fabulous. Yeah. Especially at Davies Hall. Yeah. That's why I, mm-hmm. I graduated college. Did I tell you when I graduated college, you know, they, they hand out the diplomas and they mention, you know, this one's magna cum laude, this is summa cum laude. The dean handed me my diploma and just went, laude, laude, laude. <laughs> Okay. One more bad joke and you're out. (laughs) (laughs) I know we're on the we're on the fifth floor here and there's a window and and Nam's going to create it an opening in that window to throw me out. Uh, You wanted to continue with our friend here about uh, yeah you were talking about uh, some of the common issues you said there were neighbor issues. What are some other examples? A lot of neighbor disputes. Yeah, neighbor disputes. So oftentimes it's the encroachment issue, Mm -hmm. right? Someone's built something on someone else's land and and you don't know about it or don't learn about it until you've had a survey done. Okay. And then at that point in time, the issue becomes, okay, do do the encroachments get to stay there Mm -hmm. or do they need to be moved? How often do you get to someone want to hire a second, a survey? Often. Because surveying... uh, Go ahead, you tell me. It's as much art as it is science. Okay, wow. And reasonable and quality surveyors can disagree. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you try to get you try to get the best possible surveyor out there, someone with a quality reputation that's not going to charge you an arm and a leg mm-hmm. and yeah. uh, and use that and everyone generally you try to agree to that that's yeah, going to yeah, be isn't there the like baseline. A survey, isn't there like a, a- a mount, a monument, or something. A lot of times, there's a survey monument or a, sta- a, re- a real stake. That if prior surveyors mm-hmm. have done work in a certain area, yeah. then they will leave behind the little markers, those little tags. You'll see those uh, yeah. in the street if you're just walking along and yeah. looking down. You'll see those every every so often, and those little markers have the surveyors initials or, and their sometimes oh. their initials, but oftentimes okay. their um, survey uh, appraisal ID tag. I mean, I, mean, I right. thought it was something a little bit more monumental, like, you know, a, a, a real metal thing in the ground. That, that is it, what those are. 
Oh, well, where it doesn't come exactly, out. Exactly, no. And oh, then they okay, can set gotcha. those up and they can do corner records and they can locate so that when uh, later surveyors come back out, they can yeah. try to retrace or recreate what a prior surveyor has done. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty amazing, those little yellow telescope things that they look through. It is. I don't mm-hmm. get it all myself. Yeah. I just rely on them to yeah, do, to do quality right. work. But but if you get a quality surveyor and they, they can then show you exactly where the property line is and prepare a surveyor for you. Sometimes if you want a very detailed survey, you even get a topographic survey, mm-hmm. which will show your rise and oh, yeah. fall of the land in the area in addition to identifying well, what, what, before the improvements. They, if you get yeah. the place where they have not actually put a monument, I, I was told they look at like a hundred year old tree or something and they kind of compare that when we're talking when we're not talking city properties or right. or developed properties when we're talking out in the countryside then yes absolutely yeah. you can go back to some legal descriptions which say make it right at the old oak tree yeah, yeah. and th- those get really intriguing because of course over time things change right you know, a little history thing sure. i, I- because I don't know the answer to this, but remember the Oklahoma thing in the 1800s? They basically, you know, all right, it's noon. Go ahead and just stake mm-hmm. out your claim. Land, land grab. Yeah, yeah exactly. How, I, I don't know how somebody would basically say, you know, uh, I get X piece of land compared to Y. I mean, well, someone could just say, here's a, here's my first stake, and then keep going for 100 miles versus someone else who after five miles. You know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and I have no idea how that worked. Yeah. My, my 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 uh, impression of that has always yeah. come from Tom Cruise's right. far and away. Exactly. Yeah. That, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but I have no idea But didn't how they first come, someone come through first and map it out and, and make grid or, you know, uh, but then pre-survey then say, uh, oh, And then maybe. maybe there were things like you, you couldn't do, you had to do Contiguous, you know, uh, you know, claim contiguous property. Well, yeah, that would be plots or something like that. Or wow. maybe uh, I don't know. It would need to be mapped, and it would need yeah. to be their quadrants, right? right. And then quadrants. some legal descriptions for larger plots of land out in the countryside are based on upon quadrants. Mm-hmm. God, that definitely is the wild west. I mean, I tried to make a claim for his house, and he wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> you need to be living there first and pay property <laughs> taxes. But you could do it. So my room is nine tenths of the law. <laughs> there has to be has to be an ouster, but yeah, yeah you can do it. <laughs> So a lot of these claims aren't necessarily because of like defect of title. It's more stuff that happens after the fact, like neighbors building stuff. It uh, is. Right? It is. So occasionally you'll get a, a, what's called like a wild deed. Someone claiming a right in a piece of property that they um, that they didn't that they don't really have a right to, mm-hmm. and that of course would trigger a trigger a claim to your oh, title. Right. Are you ready for this? I actually claimed a street. If you can believe that. And you can't go against the sovereign, right? No, that's correct. But uh, it was the wild. It was the old Wild West. It was before they put the freeway in. And the guy before me decided to take an old street and turn it into a parking lot. And then when a new person came, they wanted that street. And I said, no, no, no. I've had it for too many that's years. Ours. You cannot I, I, had obtain. To go, I had to go back 100 years. Well, they found some old guy who was a rocket scientist. He was the last remaining guy standing in order for him to sign off on the. It was just something out of a Star Wars movie. <laughs> well, isn't that what happened in the Presidio? So what happened couple? in the Presidio, I, I know exactly what you're referring to. What happened yeah. in the Presidio is that that street through um, through the Presidio Heights area there, that mm-hmm. street is uh, publicly owned. And for some reason, the tax bill 
uh, oh, was going right. into the abyss. Right. The homeowners weren't, the local homeowners association wasn't paying the taxes. And ultimately, if you stop paying taxes on something long enough, they put it up for sale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, for whatever reason, the notices went uh, unanswered. Yeah. The tax bills went unanswered and it went up to auction. And sure enough, that couple purchased it. And then there's a big fight because, of course, it's a private street and yeah, they, right. na- they now own it uh, and they've got rights. They mm-hmm. can put parking, par- uh, parking meters and I whatever else. I don't on know there. how. I, I think ultimately a title claim was made, and I think they're trying to resolve it now. Right. Yeah, well, they give them their money back plus 20% interest or something. But Making course, a good deal. Yeah. All right. Uh, second trivia question. You guys might know this one again. Don't answer until after the commercial break. The talking science here, gen- kind of general science. What, oh, excuse me, where are the three smallest bones in the human body located? I know this. Okay. You do know this. All right. Uh, call 888-912-1190. Be the first caller with the correct answer. You're going to win that tanning certificate worth $100, which, by the way, you can give to somebody else. You don't have to claim it yourself. Uh, where are the three smallest bones in the human body? Don't touch that dial. The best of investing will be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the best of investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the best of investing. Edward Brown here along with, I'm going to call him Dr. Nam Fawn because he thinks he knows the answer to this question. And our special guest, Brian Kraft. Where are the three smallest bones in the human body located, Dr. Fawn? In your ear. That is correct. It's Specifically. Very well done. Malleus and stapes, I think. Whoa. I didn't, I didn't go that far, but hey. uh, very good. In the middle ear. That is correct. Got an A in physiology. Very what? impressive. High school. Yeah. Not bad. How many years? Six years of high school? Like me? <laughs> Six years. I took the class like three times. <laughs> Finally got an A. <laughs> but uh, Didn't have that's cheat. all in the past. Okay. One more quick mention here. Uh, hornblower. Anybody been on the hornblower? Not yet. I'm looking forward it's, it's to it. Awesome. I want to. Yeah. In fact, you can you know do it for, uh, you know, uh, I think they still have availability for Memorial Day and also for Father's Day, whether you're father or not. Uh, they take you out on the bay. Food, I like food is phenomenal. I like seeing them out there by the Giants games. Those yes, are fun, exactly yeah. that. Going underneath underneath the bridge, and the thing is, you don't get seasick. Usually, I get seasick. I don't get seasick <laughs> on the hornblower. Don't stand by the horn, though. It'll blow out your biggest smelliest and stickiest. Well done. That's how I know I the love answer. This guy. I love this guy. Um, okay, Nam, you want to ask Brian one more quick question? Yeah, at the break, we were, I was just asking uh, Brian, how many of your cases go to go to trial? And then uh, are Only they, the worst ones. Only the worst. Yeah. And you probably have some interesting stories that sure. could take up a whole other show, too. But, you know, jury versus non-jury, why, where would... What times would there be a jury trial? Sure. So let me t- t- answer the first question mm-hmm. first. Um, only the worst cases ultimately get tried where the parties are just so entrenched mm-hmm. that they are unwilling to uh, compromise because of course resolving a case requires give and take right. on all yeah. sides are those usually bigger ticket sometimes cases, it or? can be sometimes it's because the attorney's fees have been run up so high that it, uh, that now all of a sudden you can't settle it without uh, Without yeah. doing that, and that gets really frustrating because a lot of times these things can be settled without incurring a whole bunch. You know, Absolutely. If I, if I knew I was going to spend a hundred thousand dollars on attorney's fees, I could have given you eighty thousand. We've been, been, you know. Done. My whole goal is to try to get stuff done efficiently, good for you, and and as quickly as possible within the confines, of course, of the legal world, sure. which, ta- which takes forever. Right. Wheel, the wheels of justice do turn slowly, mm-hmm. um, especially with the budget issues and and all that. On the, That's my kind of attorney, though. 
with you want to be yeah. able to try to do that and, and yeah. that's there's more I find that uh, being personable with opposing counsel yeah. and mm-hmm. trying to uh, lower tensions amongst right. which can sometimes be very contentious neighbor disputes mm-hmm. those that's where you get the most work done yeah right no that, yeah. that's a good yeah. point uh, the second question the second was, question uh, yeah. yes what what would trigger a uh, court trial versus a jury trial in the real property world the vast majority of trials are court trials because mm-hmm. your primary right is you're trying to resolve the issue involving title or an encroachment and those are all uh, questions for a judge under a, either a quiet title cause of action or a declaratory relief cause of action you're seeking a judge to adjudicate something mm-hmm. uh, where a jury would come into play is say you've got uh, secondary tort claims like mm-hmm. nuisance Okay. So we were talking about the neighbor issue earlier, and, and uh, nuisance claims come up when one of your neighbors is doing something that's not really reasonable, either mm-hmm. smells, loud, parties loud music time. at night, yeah. right. uh, you know, anything along those lines that, can, that are, would cause a reasonable person to say, oh, that's just too much. I can't, I can't deal with that What's anymore. What's the definition of a reasonable person? Uh, it depends on situation <laughs> to situation, as any good lawyer will tell you. Yeah. But, you know, if you're blasting your music at 2 a.m. in the morning. That's that's totally unreasonable. If yeah. you're uh, if you're cr- causing smells to emanate from your property and that waft over onto neighboring property. And okay, that, I'm a good cook, but you know sometimes you know every once in a while things happen. The fire, the fire, <laughs> the smoke detectors do go <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, right. I, that's when I show up with a towel and start waving it in front of the smoke detector <laughs> to try to clear that. Yes, Smart. but th- that's a, a nuisance claim like okay. that would would trigger potentially a jury right. That's right. interesting. And uh, Brian, how do people get a hold of you if they have questions? On, I'm right uh, here in town, San yeah. Rafael. Uh, I've got an office uh, over at 790 Mission. My number is 415-421. No, that's not correct. That's my old number. <laughs> and you're you're catching me on the what's, spot What's right the name now. of your Four, law firm? Four, eight, don't do that. Brian M. Kreft Law Office is 485-2200. And I am in the process of forming a new firm with a very dear friend and a very fine local lawyer, Barrett Schaefer. Mm-hmm. So Schaefer Kreft LLP is going to be hitting the web here shortly. Okay. Awesome. Probably within the next Look month or so. Yeah. 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 We've, we've had, awesome. we, I think we've had him on. You, you have. We have. He's, he enjoyed he's, he's, his time here and loved it. Almost and as much as you. <laughs> enjoyed your time. <laughs> I am enjoying it. It's good fun. Good. It is fun. Hey, Nam, I got a question here for you because we're going to shift gears for just a minute. Please. Uh, Nam, you're the business development guy at Pacific Private Money, and a, an email comes in and says, have you ever promised a borrower you could fund a loan and not been able to? <laughs> Boy, that's a trick question. The short answer is... Um, no, we've always come through. We never leave, like Mark likes to say, uh, Mark Hanf likes to say, we never leave somebody at the altar. Yeah. However, you know, if we uncover something that we previously didn't know about in, in the application process, um, then we may have to decline or change, you know, change the terms. Yeah, and I think this so, one specifically, okay, have you ever promised a borrower you could, and then not been able to? Right. So able, you right. know, you, you, the answer is no. Right, correct. Uh, but the other question would be, you know, have you ever promise Decl- to do a fund and, and then decline, decline it. Well, that can happen, yeah. So. Yeah, so just to clarify, yeah, if, if we're able to, we've delivered. If it's something where we've had to reevaluate after the fact because of new information and we've had to say no, then, I mean, that happens, too. Yeah. 
But that's so. not your fault, though. That's no, no. That's fault. yeah. Uh, shortage of information sometimes. Because okay. yeah. I think that's one of the things that that comes up in the private money world is, gee, I don't know if the, you know these guys. They they say that they're going to come through. You know, not that it doesn't have to necessarily be Pacific private money, mm-hmm. but just you know these guys in the world of, of private loans. How do I know they're actually going to come through in time? Yeah, something that we really promote is the fact that uh, it's certainty of delivery for us. I, mean, that's, that's I like that a lot. Being a real estate litigator, I do have occasion to deal with private lenders as well as the institutional lenders, and I find that the private lenders tend to be really flexible. Mm-hmm. It, well, it, well plus great. the nice thing is you, you guys have a fund, so you, you already have the money. It's not like you have to go out and chase investors to, to find uh, the money for the for Yeah, the so a large percentage of our uh, the deal flow or loans that we get are funded directly from our Pacific Private Money Fund. Which is how big right now? Uh, we're up to $40 million. That's great. So, yeah, forty million, and uh, now you're getting into some real money. <laughs> always, always looking to raise capital. So our next event uh, is actually uh, next week, uh, the, or this coming week, um, the thirty first at our office in Novato. That's a Thursday. Yep, Thursday from right. six to eight p.m. It's not too late to um, RSVP. So call into the office uh, at four one five eight eight three twenty one fifty. We're actually probably going to have to cut it off pretty soon because we have yeah, a huge number of uh, almost thirty people wow. have registered okay. for the event. I mean, we you know we have people who last minute can't make it. Yeah. But um, at around twenty five people at our office, it's, it gets pretty hot in there. So <laughs> it's not too late though. If you want to uh, come, then uh, do. Call us and, and register, and, and we'll add you to the list. That will, sounds great. Will yeah. you record it for a webinar? Not. I mean, no, usually nothing? we'll do webinars separately, that which we'll record. And we actually have some previous um, webinars that we've done. Okay. The information is essentially the same; okay. it's just not yeah. as up to date. Um, and you can go to our website, which is www.pacificprivatemoney, to watch uh, our most recent webinars back in November. Okay. So you can go in and... Like I said, the information. the information really hasn't changed too much. Right, right. Just uh, the fund's grown since then, and uh, but uh, and the results have been the same, though. 75 to 8% return to our investors. Pretty so. pretty righteous That's bucks impressive. there, 7.5%. Yeah. Solid. All right, guys, we're going to cut to our uh, last trivia question here. Uh, what is the hottest planet in our solar system? Now, you only have eight to choose from. It used to be nine, but they got rid of Pluto, which I'm very upset about it's because it's still a planet. It's always been a planet. Um, so anyway, that uh, that's our trivia question. Call 888-912-1190 to answer this question. What is the hottest planet in our solar system? All right? And don't touch that dial because we're going to come back with that answer, and we've got more information on the Pacific Private Money Fund. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190, or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fon and our special guest, Brian Kraft. I love being called special. You are special. <laughs> Your mom told me you were special. She does. Yeah, she does. yeah, my wife okay. does too occasionally. <laughs> okay. What is the hottest planet in our solar system? Is it Mercury? It's got to be. One yeah. would think. Or is it Venus? Final answer? It's Venus. Because <sighs> it has an atmospheric oh, blanket of carbon dioxide. Really? Right. Which in layman's terms, I guess, just basically gives it the hot effect. I have not done well on these trivia questions <laughs> at all. I usually don't. Survey I says. That one eh. Well, actually, these are hard, except for the smallest bones uh, with Dr. Fawn over here. Yeah. <laughs> 
All right, want me as a doctor. As a, sure. <laughs> tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about the Pacific Private Money Fund. We just had that one quick question about. Um, yeah, so fund. Pacific Private Money Fund, as we were talking about earlier, is our fund that is made up of individual credit investors' uh, investments. It's uh, been in existence since 2013, and during that time, it's paid very, very consistently uh, between seven and a half and eight percent. And we use the funds to make loans, um, like we described earlier, um, loans that oftentimes banks can't do because of speed. Okay, so give us fast. an example. Was a- so, if someone comes to us um, by way of usually a realtor okay. or a mortgage broker because uh, a number of reasons, but one of the very common ones is they, especially in this market, the seller uh, has a home to sell, which will sell really quickly, but their concern is having a home to move into. So, oftentimes, a bank will say, you know what, you can't afford two mortgages. Um, and in order to purchase a new home, you have to be able to sell your home, and we'll take the proceeds for the down payment or for the new home. And oftentimes, that's just not practical in this market, where the, the trying to compete against other buyers on a home is really tough, and especially if you're competing all cash or against all cash, and you have a sale contingency. That's hard. That's really hard. And, and people don't want to move twice. No. Right. So realtors and mortgage brokers will come to us because we have a bridge loan product where we can provide uh, the purchase money on the home that they're moving into uh, while through cross-collateralization, which is something uh, conventional lenders won't do. That loan gets them into the home that they're moving into, buys them time. They don't have to list the current home that they're in right away. Yeah. Um, allows them to make the offer, non-sale contingent offer, uh, move in, and then they can stage their home that they're moving out of and get a higher value uh, yeah. on that uh, through staging and make it, you know, clean it up. Mm-hmm. Do any work to it, and then once they sell the home that they're moving out of, they pay us off, which is usually in five or six months. So, Brian, there's there's a yeah. um, a deal of the week that we had last week. I don't know if you have have another one this week, but uh, last week we had one where uh, El Dorado Hills, the borrower, came to Pacific Private Money because they were looking to buy the last home in a development, which is a model home, which is always the best one, right? Sure. It was worth eight hundred. Sells, sells the rest of the product. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's all staged and everything. Included was the furniture. So the guy's buying it all furnished. Wow. Purchase price is eight hundred thousand. Okay. It's worth eight fifty, but okay, let's go with eight hundred. He's got the borrower comes in buyer uh, six hundred thousand dollars down. Wow. Just, just needs two hundred thousand dollars from the bank. Bank says, well, unfortunately, we can't give you the money. Why not? Because the six hundred thousand was given to you by mom and dad, and it hasn't been seasoned long enough. Oh goodness! And mm-hmm. you haven't sold your property in Nevada yet. He goes, yeah, but I can afford a two hundred thousand dollar mortgage. Well, I'm sorry, and uh, you know, and oh, he had to close the deal, and I think it was like ten days or something. So Pacific Private Money arranged for that loan. It's um, a perfect reason to come. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And so I think the interest rate was you know just a hair under nine percent and a couple of points. So it's a it's a very conservative loan. I mean, 25% loan to value. You go to bed at night hoping the guy's not going to pay every night on top of that. Yeah. So, so as soon as he sells the Nevada house, let's pay, pay it off. Yeah, and people think, so a bridge loan for us is 11 months. You don't have to keep it for 11 months. Yeah, there's no prepayment um, penalty. Yeah, there's no prepay penalty. So uh, when you're trying to factor in, okay, well, I'm paying 9%. Well, yes, it's interest only, but you don't have to keep paying 9% for 11 months. If you can pay us off sooner... Then great, and we often, you know, our bridge loans are eleven month, like I was saying. But the average term is about five or six. 
that's yeah. how long our so bar you know, okay, was. they have to pay a couple of points or whatever, but um, and they have it's to pay a little higher interest. Yeah, but they get the property get that, that they really want exactly. Yeah, yeah, and for realtors or mortgage brokers out there, uh, Edward wrote a uh, great article that uh, was in a industry publication about the benefits of potential benefits of buying before selling and some of the economics of it. If you want a copy of that, just uh, give us a call at the office, 415-883-2150. And it's a great tool to have if you're sitting there with a client and they're uh, on the sidelines about whether or not they should take out a bridge loan and pay the 9% uh, versus waiting uh, to sell their house first uh, because, you know, the market's still appreciating for the most part. Uh, There's an opportunity cost if you don't act now. Yeah, there's always the assumption that, you know, taking out another mortgage on another price of property, that can't make financial sense. Why would I want to do that? Well, we, we kind of show them how potentially, you know, you have to make certain assumptions. I mean, if you're in a declining market, it probably doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. But if it, you're an incline, inclining? Increasing. Uh, increasing. Thank you very much. Uh, market appreciating. <laughs> then, uh, you know, we kind of go through some calculations where it can make sense. So the realtors are, love it because it's a good sales tool for them. They get basically two commissions. They'll sell the one house and they'll help buy the other house. So, uh, again, call Nom Fawn at 415-883-2150 at Pacific Private Money, and uh, he'll send you a copy of that article. Yeah. And for, now, you first mentioned, um, I, I quickly heard accredited. Mm-hmm. So, that means they have to have a net worth of a million dollars exclusive of their home or make 200000 single, 300000 as a couple. Yep. A lot of people don't qualify for that, but they like this kind of investment. You, you guys have another website, don't Yeah. You? So, we have another service um, and actually a marketplace where non-accredited investors um, can can participate in real estate debt uh, lending. And that's uh, by lending on a specific loan uh, or trustee investing uh, is what we call it. So you can actually go to um, privatemoneyloans.com, which is the URL we own. And it's a marketplace where we sell uh, loans that we previously funded uh, that are in our fund that we make available to ev- investors on a you know per loan basis, okay. or we'll have fund uh, loans that hey just came in and we're looking for investors. Then we're looking to close those loans, uh, and uh, investors can participate on a fractional basis, meaning they they don't have to take the whole loan because our average loan is pretty high, it's like six seven hundred thousand. Um, but you can invest in you know increments of twenty um, percent, okay. and uh, again you don't have to be accredited. You do ha- you do have to be a California resident though. Okay. So just be clear. It's a great option, though. Yeah, and yeah it's a great people option. Just, uh, there's no obligation. They can just register on the website. Right. There's no cost to register. Um, you can pledge on a on a loan, and then um, you know if you if you like, you can read all the documents we make available to any investor mm-hmm. uh, about the loan. And then if you choose to move forward, then we do up the drop the documents. Okay. Um, otherwise, there's no penalty to ba- back out. Correct. I mean, not at this point. We obviously, if you're going to pledge, we we want you to be committed to it. Um, but we provide all the due diligence materials for you to make. You know, an informed okay. decision. Okay. So, like in that example, you gave a seven hundred thousand dollar loan. Um, someone has to have at least one hundred forty thousand because you want to do it in twenty percent increments. Right. Right. And I'm guessing that's because you don't want you know five hundred people on a loan. <laughs> right. <laughs> this would be maximum five people ideal. on a loan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Max is five. Five investors on a loan, and um, you know the returns it can be higher than what we pay in the fund. But again, you're invested in one loan, and some people have that preference, um, and some people do both. So they they invest in the fund, and then they also invest in uh, 
in trust deeds individual okay. on an individual basis. Good. Okay. So, well, give out your uh, website and your phone number one more time. Yeah. So website for private money loans is, or for individual trustees is privatemoneyloans.com. If you're interested in the fund, you can call us at 415-883-2150. Actually, you can call us for both trustee and, and the fund. Uh, and then go to, uh, otherwise go to www.pacificprivatemoney.com to learn about the fund. Very good. All right. Uh, we're going to cut to our last commercial break. We don't have a trivia question, but uh, when we come back, we're going to spend a few minutes with our uh, little summary and our thoughts for the day. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. Now, back to the Best of Investing with your host, Edward Brown. Welcome back to the Best of Investing. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Nam Fawn and Brian Kraft, our special guest. Special. Uh, <laughs> special. Nam, we, didn't have a, we already asked our trivia question. Um, deal of the week. Yeah, and, you know, and, and not a specific deal. Uh, so as, as much as types of deals we're seeing, we're seeing a lot of seconds, which is interesting. Hmm, really? Um, yeah, a lot of seconds, uh, a lot of different reasons. A lot of people, when they think, oh, we often get a question, do you guys do seconds? And we say yes, and they're like, oh, seconds are bad. Um, the reason reality is, you know, we probably say no to more of the seconds that we get yeah. uh, because they do have to make a certain type of sense. And the certain yeah. type of sense is, uh, you know, we underwrite the same, you know, to the same degree that we would have first and then and then some. Yeah. Um, but for us, the second can make sense if the overall combined loan to value between the first and the second is low. Yeah. Or if it's a, if it's a small first that we're behind. Exactly. You know, so a couple of uh, loans that we're seeing are Maybe a second of three hundred thousand be behind a one hundred thousand first, and the property's worth a million or something. Right, yeah. right. So that's so, a pretty low risk from being a second, but yet you can command a higher interest rate to the borrower. Right, and those make sense, and and oftentimes uh, you know we'll still get uh, paid off uh, in a reasonable amount of time uh, or refied out of out of our loan. Um, and so a lot of mortgage brokers are starting to see that. So we're starting to see more seconds come through. So message to the mortgage broker community, realtor community, is is we do do seconds. And, um, you know, to give us a call uh, when you have a loan scenario that, you know, other private lenders can't do or it's a speed issue. Yeah. yeah. Also, um, Pacific Private Money also gets referrals from banks because mm-hmm. a lot of times a bank can't do a loan uh, fast enough. Sure. Um, but you're one of the few lenders who will actually lend on primary residences, consumer owner occupied loans. Yes. Yeah. The ones that typically fall under TRID, Dodd-Frank uh, regulations. And um, we just, we have the expertise in that. We have the resources, we have the personnel, we have the legal, yeah. um, you know, the software. Legalese to to do those, uh, they're more work. Yeah. But um, you know they're they're some of our best loans actually. Yeah. Because we're still a rel- relatively conservative for private. Well, money, most people, right? if they're going to default on a loan, all things being equal, they don't want to default on their home. Right, and no. if they have thirty percent down, which is our requirement, yeah. uh, that's a lot to wa- to, to walk ever consider walking away from. It is, so. uh, Brian. Before we cut out, any last words, sir? Just to thank you so much for letting me be here today. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. it. Had a great time. Good. Um, my office, yeah, just yeah. located here in San Rafael. Brian M. Kreft Law Offices, soon to be Schaefer Kreft LLP. Okay. We're over at seven ninety Mission four one five four eight five twenty two hundred. You know, I mentioned earlier that a lot of the title insurers uh, rely on me to do yeah. good work for them, but I have a, a lot of private clients private as well. Clients. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Individual
individual homeowners, some lenders mm-hmm. actually, and that we're in, we get into lien dispute issues, yeah. lien priority issues. Yeah, yeah what happens? Uh, uh, we, we, I had one where um, my old company mm-hmm. used to do loans, and uh, a title company I'd never heard of got in touch with us and said, uh, you know, hey, you need to uh, reconvey such and such. And I said, I looked at it, and I said, I go, this is like 20 years ago. I, and I said, I've never even heard of this person. Well, you you guys showed up. It's a lien. I said, and I called my, my old business associate. He goes, never heard of him. And they kept calling. Wow. Well, we need you to sign off. I go, what am I going to sign off on? I go, it's not us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I go, you know, I'd love to have a loan on there, I guess, but I don't. Stuff and, happens. Uh, Paperwork stuff happens. happens. Yeah. And that's why people get title insurance. Yeah, exactly. Do you notice how he gave out his phone number without a hitch this time? Good job. <laughs> hey, Sorry hey, no, we, about that. <laughs> hey, it makes for fun radio. Yeah. Well, we'd love to have you on the show again, and we can get into specific types of scenarios that you have. I'd love to come back. Plenty of, fun yeah. ca- plenty of fun cases. Oh, there's lots of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Okay. You guys ready? We're going to cut out for the day. Here's our thoughts for the day. Success is more attitude than aptitude. I thought that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. And there are two ways to be happy. Improve your reality or lower your expectations. That second one's a lot easier sometimes, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Zero expectations. (laughs) There you go. If you have zero expectations, you can't get hurt. There you go. All right. Tune in next week to the best of investing. We're going to be giving away more free prizes for answering trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm Edward Brown, wishing you the best of investing. So long. You've been listening to The Best of Investing with Edward Brown. For more information on this program, call 888-912-1190. That's 888-912-1190. Or visit bestofinvesting.com. And join us again next week for The Best of Investing on the Bay Area's Business Leader. AM 1220 KDLW. This radio broadcast is in no way an offer to sell securities except where applicable in states where we are registered or where an exemption or exclusion from such registration exists. Information discussed during this broadcast, whether stock quotes, charts, articles, or any other statement or statements regarding market or other financial information is obtained from sources which... Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.